0: Good one and all to The Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here, as always, with my lovely wife, Angela, behind the glass, and the prophet of the hour, Dr. Andrew. How are you today, sir?
1: Good. A lot of, a lot of stuff going on in the news.
0: Yes, the news has been pretty... Uh, it's been percolating, okay? Yeah. Per- percolating. We had some, some members of the Taliban and finding out that Mullah Omar had been dead for two years before <laughs> the world found out about it. <laughs> uh and uh Isis is on the rise.
1: Uh, yeah, Isis Isis is actually getting their 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 high knees right now.
0: Well, that's good.
1: Uh it kind of kind of good. I guess it's good because it fulfills prophecy. Right. That's the main thing. But yeah, as we know, um Iraq is trying to take back Fallujah, which is kind of where everything starts, you know. Okay. Um and in the process the, uh, the anti-crisis coming into power. So his, uh, uh peace, what, what used to be called the Mahdi army are now called Saladas, the peace brigades. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they they are a Shiite militia under Sadr's power that are about ready to take control of Iraq. So... Very, very interesting.
0: That's going to end a lot
1: of things that we do in
0: Iraq completely.
1: Mm-hmm. It will definitely and, uh, do that. The Shiite horn is a different beast to deal with, guys. Yes, and so they're uh, going to have. Uh, we're going to have a lot to deal with. A lot on our hands.
0: They, they, they like overrunning American bases.
1: Oh, they love it. They love it. So, so let's take a reading here from Daniel eight. So Daniel was. Uh, standing by the Susa Canal and he had this wild vision of things that were to come. Okay. It says this, I looked in the vision and while I was looking I was in the citadel of Susa which is in the province of Elam and, looked, and I looked in the vision and I myself was beside the Ulai Canal. My Ulai Canal is in Northern Iran, okay? Okay. Then I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a ram which had two horns was standing in front of the canal. Mm. Now, the two horns were long, but one was longer than the other, with the longer one coming up last. I saw the ram butting west, north, south, and no other beast could stand before him, nor was there anyone to rescue from his power. But he did as he pleased and magnified himself. Okay. Okay. So the setting here is 550 BC. Okay. And the prophet Daniel, at the time, was was serving King Belshazzar, who was the last king of the Neo-Babylonian Empire. Okay. Okay. So the Babylonian Assyrian Empire, I guess, is the other way to look at it. So the Neo-Babylonian Empire, as we know, was established by Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, yes. From 604 to 561 BC, okay, and and he created many of the great wonders of the ancient word, world. You know, like the Hanging Gardens, the Ishtar Gate, the Ziggurats. So, okay, all the great, many of the great wonders of the ancient kingdom were created by him. However, uh, Babylon was internally taken over, so it was a combination of two kingdoms: the Babylonians and the Assyrians. And the Assyrians internally took over. The kingdom and Belshazzar would be the final ruler. Okay. Okay. Now Daniel, if we know, was a wise man of noble, of Jewish nobility, and he was trained as an advisor, to be an advisor to the Babylon Assyrian court, and then later to the Persian court. Okay. Okay. So, the vision that occurred was in Susa, which is Shushan, which is a modern city that's now pr- still present in Iran. Okay. He would advise Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, and then finally King Darius by interpreting their, green, their dreams. Right. Right. So we all know about the dream of Nebuchadnezzar, right? Right. So this, the seven years, right? That because he wouldn't bow to the Lord. Right. He had seven years of madness, right? Right. Uh, we know the, about the Belshazzars writing on the wall, right? The writing on the wall yeah, for the that's Belshazzar. Still a famous proverb today, right? Right. Just read the writing on the wall. So, as we know, it, would, it, was a pre, it was a predictor of the fall of the kingdom. So, the fall of the Babylonians to the Persians. Okay. And it also predicated Belshazzar's death. Okay. So, before the rise of the Persian Empire, the Babylonians rose up and they conquered the north and southern kingdoms of Israel. So, they okay. basically took over Israel and then following that they took over Judah so Babylon was there from the very beginning right okay so like everything else it was there from the very beginning do you know whom the king of Babel came from
0: where the king of Babel came
1: from Mm mm-hmm
0: was he Jewish
1: oh very Jewish
0: okay so the king of Babel did he come from the tribe of Levi
1: now it was before the tribes.
0: It was before the tribes.
1: After the tribes, yeah, you got Israel and Judah, so it was before that. Hmm,
0: okay, now I don't, then I don't know.
1: Okay, so he was a great-grandson of Noah. Okay, it says this. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, therefore it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord, the beginning of his kingdom was babel and eric genesis 10 and 8. okay so in other words it was the grandson of nimrod that became the king of babel okay so we have these two words babel and eric right right genesis 10 and 8. so obviously babel would give rise to which kingdom
0: babel gave rise to babylon
1: right babylon right and what does Iraq sound like Iraq sound Iraq. like Iraq Iraq yeah, so it became the nation of Iraq.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So these are old, old, old kingdoms, the first kingdoms. We just went yeah. in there. <laughs> we went into, yeah, <laughs> like a bull <bowl> in <laughs> <and> a china <laughs> shop. Exactly. You know, like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, so these, are, these are the ancient kingdoms that we decide to go after. Right.
0: And as Colin Powell said, if you break it, you buy it.
1: And Not quite.
0: <laughs> well, we haven't bought it yet. We haven't
1: bought it yet. <laughs>
0: but, but we definitely broke it.
1: We definitely broke it, yeah.
0: And, and we had no, no real reason to break
1: it. No, none whatsoever. So Babylon of old. This is, as we know, it's Babylon, right? Right. It's Babel. It's the cradle of civilization. It's a rock. It's all those things. Wow. So Babylon comes from the Hebrew word Balal. Okay. From from the Tower of Babel. What do you suppose that means, Balal? Tower
0: of Balal? Yeah. Isn't it a a person who speaks many languages?
1: Yeah, but it's the opposite. It's the opposite meaning of that. So, in other words... It's a person who speaks one language. It's close, so, yeah, it does mean someone that speaks many languages, but, but Balam means to be confused. And that's what happened when so the, the Tower how, of Babel came out. Right, down. so do you remember the that the story of the Tower of Babel? Yeah, I do.
0: Yeah. How so they, they built a tower
1: trying to, to
0: uh, take themselves to the heavens where God was. And yeah. Exactly. God
1: struck the, ta- the tower down and yeah.
0: confused all their languages.
1: Yeah. Kind of like, kind of like the One World Tower in uh, New York City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and and they just recently finished that one off. Oh uh,
1: yeah. So and, uh, so there's a lot of uh, parallels. Yes. i to say. Yes. So this is what happened. It says, therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the whole earth. Okay. Genesis 11. So from the cradle of mankind in Babel, in the heart of Babylon, and from the descendants of Noah, mankind in confusion would be spread throughout the earth. Wow. Okay? So as we know, Babylon was used many, many times to fulfill the Lord's prophecies and his promise, right? Right. So, as we know, the Lord promised that one day Babylon would what? Babylon would be no more. Uh, before Babylon would be no more. Well, it would be great. Yeah, what would it do to Israel? It would conquer Israel and hold them as slaves. <laughs> yeah, it says that. It says this, Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and all that your fathers have laid up in store to this day will be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. Second Kings twenty and seventeen. Wow. So he already knew that the people were gonna disobey him, right? Right. And that Babylon was waiting for that to happen. Yeah, and that Babylon would take him away. And the Lord would foretell that through Jeremiah, that Judah would be taken away as what? As slaves as well. Slaves to Babylon. It says this So I will give over all Judah to the hand of the king of Babylon. Mm. And he will carry them away as exiles to Babylon and will slay them with the sword. Okay. So 2 Kings 20 and Jeremiah 20. Wow. And so if
0: it was predicted two places in the Bible that that was going to happen.
1: More than two places. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was throughout the Bible. So, uh, and in fulfillment of the prophecy, what happened? They got swept up, taken away to... The- yep. They got taken away. So it says this. So he sent them against Judah to destroy it. That's Babylon, right? Right. According to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken through his prophets. Okay. 2 Kings 24 and Jeremiah 27. All right. And the treasures were what? Yeah, there were a lot of treasures. There was... What did they do with the treasures?
0: The treasures treasures? Treasures. Treasures. Yeah. Um, they divided them up amongst
1: yep. the people. Took them away, right? Yep. It says this, Those who had escaped from the f- sword he carried away to Babylon, and they were servants to him and to his sons until the rule of the kingdom of Persia. Okay. To fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah. Ah. Second Chronicles 36, Jeremiah 39. Okay. So, th- so both, both kings and both Jeremiah are pretty much a story. In parallel of God's prophecy and God's fulfillment of prophecy. And, and, the fulfillment and what would happen
0: to Israel if they didn't obey.
1: Exactly. And so everything happened, went. did happen as was promised. Yep.
0: Yep. Anyway, that sound means that it's time to take a quick break. So we're going to take one, and we'll be right back. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. This is The Prophecy Show on Christy King Radio at ctkradio.org. Welcome back, one and all, to The Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew the Prophet, and today we are talking about ISIS.
1: Isis, yeah. And, and we're talking about its parallel, which is the prophecy of Daniel, the prophecy mm. of, of the ram and the goat. So, as we know, the prophecy foretold that Israel would fall to Babylon, right? Right. What would happen to Babylon itself?
0: Eventually, Babylon would fall as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. So Babylon would have to fall as well. Because that ultimately, what? Babylon is in what?
0: Uh, Babylon is not in line
1: with the Word of God. Exactly. It's not God's kingdom. It's just used for God's purpose, right? Right. Just as he uses other countries, like the U.S., for his purpose. Hmm. So people shouldn't really think that we are God's people because actually we're not. As a country, we're not. So.
0: As a country, we're really not.
1: We're and, really not. And prophecy and, says that.
0: And And... and as contrary to belief as it is, um, our nation was set up on Christian principles, but we are not a Christian nation.
1: No, it was, and it was kind of a pseudo-Christian nation. The principles were agnostic Christian. They didn't so, truly believe in the power of God the way that Israelites did. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because if they
0: did, it would have been a completely different experience.
1: Absolutely. Here. It would have been. So... So the prophecy foretold that Babylon would eventually fall. Mm -hmm. It says this, Babylon, the beauty of kingdoms, the glory of the Chaldeans, probably Chaldeans are the original tribe from uh, from Iraq. Okay. Will be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, Mm. Isaiah 13. So the prophecy foretold that exactly 70 years after. So what did 70 make you think of?
0: 70... Makes me think of uh, the modern age.
1: Kind of. Seven years actually represent, it's a representation of how many times the Boy, Israelites didn't honor the Shemitah. Uh,
0: so that was 70 times 70 exactly. is actually what it is. Yeah. And
1: so it was represented 490 years. Right. In so, honoring God. So uh, Yeah. They uh, definitely had a problem for that. Yep, they sure did. So the prophecy foretold that after 70 years, the Israelites would be delivered from Babylon. They would be freed. Okay? Okay. It says this in the prophecy, Go forth from Babylon. Flee from the Chaldeans. Declare the sound of joyful shouting. Proclaim this. Send it out to the end of the earth. Say, the Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. Okay. Isaiah 48, Jeremiah 29. Okay. So as we know, the prophecy would what?
0: prophecy, that's what the prophecy would be.
1: Yeah, it would be fulfilled, because after 70 years, what? They were freed. They were free. They were free from and, Babylon. And they, they, they would back
0: to Israel, and unfortunately they still didn't learn the lesson.
1: Yeah. Okay, so who would take over the Babylonians? Uh, that I can't... Now, this is all important because it re- history repeats itself. Okay, okay so okay. who would
0: take over the Babylonians... Um, were they the people that were from, um, outside of Babylon
1: in uh, Iraq uh Uh that took over Babylon? Yeah. Do you remember who they were? Uh, the Assyrians, were they not? No, no. The Babylonians were a combination of the Babylonians and Assyrians.
0: Okay. So it wasn't the, uh, I can't remember who took them
1: over. So it was mostly the Persians. It was two countries. It was the Midi Persians, okay? Okay. So the, the medes They were from Iran. You got it. You got it. In a nutshell, that's correct. So the Lord foretold that her archers would overtake them. Okay. So it was the archers. He said this For behold, I am going to arouse and bring up against Babylon a horde of great nations from the land of the north, and they will draw up their battle lines against her. So Iran from there she will be taken captive their arrows will be like an expert warrior who does not return empty-handed jeremiah 50 wow. so they should they should have figured it out by then that, that yeah, that's the nice. per, that's the persians guy and yeah, that's the yeah. persians that are coming after you yeah because there was only one tribe that was known for their archers and that was the middle persians right right so so they were infamous for being great archers and they formed an alliance and defeated the Assyrians or the Babylonian Assyrians at Nineveh in 612 BC. Okay, so remember that Nineveh. Okay, Nineveh is where they lost. And in 550 BC, Cyrus would establish the Persian Empire. So the Persians were the ones who would defeat the Babylonians. Okay, as the prophets foretold. Okay, what do we say about history?
0: It repeats itself.
1: It repeats itself, right? If you don't learn
0: from it <sighs> this time; you uh, repeat it again.
1: And specifically in Scripture, it really repeats itself. Like, as it if you can't figure it out, then there's something wrong with you. You're right. But
0: if you go back to the beginning,
1: if you, you re- go, if you just look at the nations involved, right, it, it should be so obvious to you that history's and history is repeating itself. Again. itself. Okay, so at the end, a new Babylon would arrive from the east. Okay. Who's that? Uh, that would be George
0: Bush. Yeah.
1: George Bush dream. and And us, right? Right. So we are Babylon the Great. I'm going I'm to prove that to you, okay? Okay. It speaks of Babylon the Great. It says, Babylon the Great is the land of merchants, right? Okay. The prophecy says, the great harlot who sits on many waters, obviously, Pacific Ocean, Okay. Right, Atlantic Ocean. With whom the kings of the earth committed acts of immorality. Uh-oh. Saudi Arabia, Europe, which <laughs> goes on and on.
0: Yep, South America. Yep. Uh,
1: and those who dwell on the earth were made drunk with the wine of her, her immorality. So obviously we've killed a lot of people. Yeah. In order to serve our purpose. Revelation 17:1. Okay. America comes from the Germanic word America. Okay, what do you suppose that word means? Ameriga. Uh huh. I suppose that it means a uh,
0: land far away. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's no. Uh.
1: It's a it, It's something that we just talked about. Okay, so everyone that doesn't know America, or Ameriga, means merchant king. Ah. I
0: never would have got king who
1: has made, been made king by his by his wealth.
0: Yeah, I never would have got that.
1: Yep. So guess what? We're the what? We're the we the many the land yeah. of many merchants. Yeah, we're the merchant kings of this earth. In fact we've got one that's running for president right now. That's right. <laughs> so
0: and and he just got his um uh, needed number of delegates. Yep,
1: he just made his delegate count. So
0: that he doesn't have to contest the convention.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, they, that was funny. They already knew that. Oh, yeah. So. He knew it, too. So yeah. He wasn't worried.
1: So the U.S. is the land of merchant kings. Right. United States of merchant kings. Because <laughs> you could call us, right? That's what you can call us. <laughs> and and you would be absolutely right yep. if you
0: did that. Yeah.
1: So, so we are the harlot. We are the harlot who have committed acts of immorality. And who had been made drunk with the blood of her immorality through the blood of other nations, right? And
0: and we're about to make it worse, but
1: we are, but yeah, so be it. So, in two thousand and three, what happened? Two thousand and
0: three was the uh, was when we went into Afghanistan.
1: No, two thousand one. We went to Afghanistan. Two
0: thousand three. That was with Iran. What did we do with Iran?
1: Uh, no, it wasn't with Iran. It was with the... It was the, it was the Iraq War. So that's when we the went... The Second Iraq War. All right. So that's when George W. Bush Jr. crossed over the seas with the rules of this earth, right? Okay. To attack Babylon of old. Okay. Iraq. And, so then,
0: sat, and sat in the... Uh, Stood on the aircraft carrier and said, mission accomplished.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what a joke. What a joke. So, George W. Bush Jr. is, basically, he's the beast from the sea. Revelation 13, 1 through 10. Okay. And he would cross the sea in order to attack Babylon of old. Babylon of the earth, right? Right. In order to fornicate with their oil, oil and, and their wine. Their wine. Yeah. Revelation 6 and 6. And he was warned not to do that. Yeah, and it's obviously obvious what oil represents. It it represents the oil, right? But it also represents what? The the blood. No. The grapes and the blood. No, we're, that that's oh. What, so. But,
0: but but the oil is the anointing of the land.
1: Mm, what What does it have to do with, as far as money? Oh, because the dollars are tied to oil. Yeah. The petro The petrol dollars, right? Right. So that's that's really the main reason we went in there was to secure our petrol dollar standard, right?
0: Right. And to make sure that we had enough oil to, to back it up.
1: Yeah. And of course the wine represents what? The wine represents the blood that was spilled out. Yeah. Mostly to do that. Mostly Iraqi blood.
0: Mostly Iraqi blood. We we talk about um how many Americans were killed in that conflict and how many Americans came back messed up in that conflict, but we're not ever talking about the people that got attacked. And yeah, because it's, it's in the
1: millions. That's the problem. Wow. Yep. So. I had no idea. Yep.
0: I had no idea. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're, we're going to talk some more about the conflict with ISIS, Iraq. Iran, and yeah. So I'm your host. This is the Prophecy Show on Christy King Radio at ctkradio.org. Welcome back one and all to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew, and today we are talking about the oh
1: the ram and the goat yes so the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy so okay so let's continue with Daniel
0: yes so I Daniel it's so, a good place to start So right Daniel
1: there. goes on to say then I lifted my eyes and looked and behold a ram which had two horns was standing in front of the canal ah. the Uli canal then I lifted my eyes and looked and behold a ram, with two horns, where two were long, but one was longer than the other, with the longer one coming up last. Okay. Eight. Okay, so we already mentioned before that the first time it happened, the two horns obviously were the Medes and the Persian. Right. Okay? And of course the second ram to come up was the Persians. Right. Okay? So we need to remember that. The Persians were the last horn to come up. The ram. Hebrew word ayel, was used as a sacrifice, right? Right. When When's the first time it was used?
0: Um, the first time it was used was when uh, Abraham was asked to sacrifice his son and a ram was in the thicket. Man, you it. got it
1: down well. So, well, I, uh, I
0: just remember that really
1: good. <laughs> so, yeah, the ram was used as a burnt offering, right? Right. The guild offering, peace offering, all those offerings, Passover offering, all these offerings. hmm uh and, of course, the most concerning thing is what about the sacrifice? It
0: wasn't perfect. And? It needed to be the sacrifice of a, a man for a man.
1: Yeah, and, and what's also concerning about it? What kind of offering was it? Burnt
0: offering. Yeah. So that so, talks about the promise of the, the return of Christ. Yeah, because Christ was not what? He, he was not coming back as a lamb. He was coming back as a lion.
1: And was, was he the burnt offering? No, he, was, he wasn't the burnt well, that's offering. That's the problem, guys, is that, that perfect offering. He was the perfect offering, but he hasn't fulfilled the burnt the offering. Burnt, right. or, that's what really concerns me. Mm. Okay, so the word, uh, so horns, right? It talks right. about the, the two horns. Uh, Hebrew word It they typically were found on what? Rams. Rams, but what part of the uh, temple were they found on?
0: What part of the temple were they found on? Mm-hmm. They were found on the roof
1: of the temple. Yep. No horns on the roof of the temple.
0: No horns on the roof of the temple.
1: Okay, let's put it. It's inside the temple.
0: Oh, they weren't they the shofars?
1: No. No. Okay. I mean, they were the shofars, but we're just talking about a permanent part of the temple.
0: Okay, now help me, please, because I'm. Lost.
1: Okay, so they were the four corners of the altar. Ah. So typically. So the, there
0: was a horn. At, at each, each corner. corner
1: of the altar. Yeah, and typically you'd hang the sacrifice on each of those corners. Ah. And you sacrifice them, okay? Okay. So they, they represent the power of God, the might of God, okay? Okay. And and obviously this ram, the rams were imperfect, right? Right. Especially this one, because one's bigger than the other. So. Right, one no, it's one's ne- bigger than it's the other. Ram. It's never a... That's not the ram you would pick for your sacrifice, let's put no. it that way. Um... So, in the context... So, these are defective rams. These are not good rams. Okay? Okay. Turn that not in God's context. They're not good. In the context of the ancient Middle East, yeah, they represented the NATO-Persian Empire. Okay? So, they they came together, uh, and they conquered Babylon, and the larger horn came up later, right? Right. And, obviously, the Persians came up later. So, these kingdoms would be sacrificed... In order to establish God's kingdom. Okay. Okay. As we know, history repeats itself because George W. Bush was looking across the water, right? Saw a rock and said, yeah. "Hey, let's go I get can it. Do this. Let's get it." But he saw the ram before this all happened. Okay. Okay. So the ram was across the across in Babylon of Ode, and he could see the ram. What do you suppose the ram represented?
0: Uh, I'm supposing that that ram
1: represented Muqtada al-Sadr. Nope, nope, not, not Muqtada al-Sadr because he hasn't come in power yet. So it has to okay. be someone who was in power before Muqtada. Uh, and it's not just, let's put it this way, it's an organization. Okay, so it's the Sunni tribe.
0: Oh, perfect. You got it on when you said it, When you said it was an organization, I could uh, see it as the Sunni tribe. You throne. nailed
1: it on a nut. Okay, so who uh, who was the first ram? Think what got what gave George W. Bush power?
0: What gave George W. Bush power was the oil. No well, the money
1: No, something happened that made him very, very popular. Oh yeah. Nine eleven. Nine eleven. Who attacked us? The Saudis. And who do the Saudis represent? Or who does Osama bin Laden what was his organization? Oh, Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda, yeah. So the large horn of the Ram is Al Qaeda. Who created Al Qaeda? We did. We did it. As well as Saudi Arabia, right? Yep. They helped. So us. we're the ones, we're the ones that created them. Al Qaeda means the base. Okay? The first, right? Okay. So it was the first horn, just like it says. It's the first horn to come and to take over. Founded by Osama bin Laden. Right. Funded by the Saudis. And the United States. And the CIA, right, by us. As we call where the where the hijackers come from.
0: They came from Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah, 15 out of 19 of them were from Saudi Arabia. What was covered up on the 9/11 Commission report?
0: That 15 out of 19 of the of the attackers were from
1: Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so 28 of those pages in the 9/11 Commission are still not a, still haven't been made public.
0: And when they when they become public they'll be so redacted. Yeah. That you won't be able to figure it out. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> it will be highly redacted. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't want anyone to know that. They, they don't want to go back and have to attack Right where the oil's coming exactly. from. Exactly.
1: So, as we know, Qaeda is a Sunni based terrorist organization, originally funded by the U.S. And the, and the Saudi Arabians. And it uses the ideology of Islam, specific, specifically Wahhabist ideology. Okay. And uses it for geopolitical gain, It's to gain land and power. Correct. Okay. So just as the ram was used by the Hebrews as a sacrifice, so we use Al Qaeda as a sacrifice, right? So we use them as an excuse to go in there.
0: Yeah, that's why that that's why we went back.
1: Yep. Okay. So obviously, Al Qaeda is not near the strength it used to be, right? No. So from, from the ram, a second horn, smaller horn would arise. So, so you got to think it's got to be out of the Sunni tribe, right? Right. And it started off small, and it became very large, and it just magnified itself. It went everywhere. That's ISIS. That's ISIS.
0: They they just started out as just one little speck on the map, and yep. Now they're everywhere.
1: Now the the correct qu- correct word for ISIS is actually Daesh. Okay. Daesh. Yeah, so it's the Arabic word derived from A-Q-I. What do you suppose Daesh means?
0: I suppose it means something not so savory. People who aren't uh, very good at anything but taking over stuff.
1: Yeah, it's close. So Daesh means Al-Qaeda in Iraq. That's exactly what it means. Okay. So it's... came from Al-Qaeda. But it's but Al-Qaeda it's in Iraq. Right, and it's a different entity that came out, okay? Right. So AQI, or uh, Daesh, was founded in 2010 by Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. It was hmm. actually interesting. We had it as a prisoner of war uh, from 2005 to 2009.
0: And we let him go. Yeah. And we did exactly what they made him promise he wouldn't do.
1: Well, he was actually one of their favorite guys in the prison, so he knew how to play the game. And apparently he made a huge network when he was in prison. Wow. So, like I said, we create these enemies of ours. So, as we know, the U.S. would depart from Iraq between 2007 and 2011. Right. What what happened when that happened? Created a vacuum. Huge vacuum, right? The whole northern Iraq... Region that area that they're fighting for now, Fallujah. This was actually not Barack's fault. Whose fault was it?
0: It was George W. Bush's yeah, fault. Yeah,
1: it was it was Bush's fault. He's yeah, the he's one that the
0: one who went in. and yep. he's the one who started the war. Yep. Knowing and, that he wasn't going to be able to finish it.
1: Well, he thought he was, but he wasn't. So, uh, so he signed the U.S. Iraq Status of Force Agreement in 2008, which says we're going to get out of there at 2011. So the withdrawal was all Bush's orders. I always,
0: I always tell people that they don't believe it. But yeah, they
1: think it's Barack's fault. It's not. It's it not. Isn't.
0: And there was no negotiating for Barack. No. He had no
1: negotiating power. So we would say that George Bush Jr. started ISIS from right. that little seed. Now I'm not going to let Obama off the hook. Okay. <laughs> Well,
0: because we know he had his his faults there too. He did some crazy
1: stuff as well. <sighs> oh, way. he really messed things up. He really messed things up. Okay. So, so, yeah, he didn't create the vacuum. No. But what did he do to, he, for he, ISIS? He didn't fill it. No. He allowed ISIS to fill it. No. What did he do with ISIS?
0: He armed him, didn't he? He armed him. <laughs> He's the one that armed them. Yeah, and so so that they could fight against or al-Sadr. Yeah,
1: so as we know, uh, know, President Obama got all excited with the Arab Spring. Yeah, he was a happy camper. And who did he take out? He took out uh, Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah, he took out Gaddafi in Libya. And, And, uh, And who is he about ready to fight after that? Uh... Wasn't
0: he? Wasn't he ready to go to war with Afghanistan again?
1: No, no, we were already in war with Afghanistan.
0: Um, who was he about to fight again? Oh, he was about to fight the Iranians, except no, they decided no, to make a never, deal.
1: We would never fight the Iranians.
0: Hmm.
1: Who is he? Who did he want to fight? And it all had to do with oil. It really had nothing else to do but with oil. Okay, I'm lost. Assad. Oh yeah, that where we are fighting Assad. Yeah. So so he he knew the next guy was Assad, right? Okay. Assad. Assad would be the next Arab Spring. But what? Or did he how did he do that?
0: Um he put together a coalition to go in and go No,
1: yeah, no coalition was set up. No
0: no coalition was set up.
1: Really? Yeah. What did he do? He
0: start. he he bombed them, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, he Oop. just flew missions and bombed them yeah. from long distance which wasn't a good thing. Yeah. So when we come back, we're going to pick up on this discussion because I'm finding out things that I thought I knew that I still don't know. So uh, I'm your host, Michael Van Lo. This is The Prophecy Show. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. Welcome back, one and all, to The Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lo. I'm here with Andrew the Prophet. And today, we are
1: talking about ISIS. So, ISIS fulfills, for a second time, the prophecy of Daniel. And when he's talking about the ram. Mm. And as we know, Al-Qaeda came up first. But a right. small horn came out of that. Right. And that is ISIS. Now... ISIS was the seed the seed was planted by George W. Bush, uh, because he left a huge vacuum when the US forces left, okay, between two thousand seven and two thousand eleven. So that we cannot blame on President Obama. Cannot. Because nope. it wasn't his fault. Not only that, but Iraq the Iraqi government wanted us out too, so what you know, we're gonna obey we're gonna do what was ordered and what they wanted. Right. But Obama is not is just as guilty if not more guilty for the establishment of Isis. And the reason for that is during the Arab Spring, he President arms. Obama got really excited. He's like democracy you know all of this democracy is coming into these Arab countries. Democracy guys is a four little four-letter word in the Arab language because it's God who rules it's not it's Allah who rules, I should say. It is not the people. Right. So, so I don't know what our presidents were thinking—thinking thinking democracy was going to take over the well, land. Well,
0: th- I, I think what they they imagined, they imagined a world where theocracy didn't rule. Sure.
1: And the problem that is, part of the, the problem world, is, that it's not their world. Yeah. That's the problem.
0: Right. Their world <laughs> runs on theocracy. Right.
1: So, as usual, we got our hands dirty. So, we took out Qaddafi. Guess what? We left there. We left another big vacuum. Another big vacuum. Established ISIL, right? Right. The Levant area. So, that whole area became ISIS-controlled. And quickly, too. And quickly. But, we really aggravated things by setting up what's called a rat line so what happened was that we took out qaddafi we had control of libyan weapons weapons that were owned by qaddafi and we decided to funnel them over to the syrian rebels and in the process and in the process we weaponized isis so and
0: in the process
1: and in the process we made a mess in Benghazi yes so obviously in Benghazi the CIA operative was there and their job was to obtain Libyan weapons and funnel them over to Erdogan in Turkey so that he could funnel them down to the Syrian rebels now the issue was that so it wasn't Hillary's fault but she sent she set up a ambassadorship an embassy there so next to the CIA compound, probably about 200 yards away, was the U.S. Embassy. So Christopher Stevens was the U.S. ambassador, and he had three security agents with him, which, uh, which, yeah, the press keeps on saying was ridiculous that there wasn't enough protection there. Now the issue was that the CIA operative, so you got a dozen guys that are ex-SEAL, you know. Right. They were there. And they they were very close. Yeah, 200 yards away. So the the issue was not protection because, like I said, it could have been protected right away. Right. And Ambassador Stephen was given those instructions. Call us for backup if something happens. So sure enough, 9-11, the Libyan rebels went in and they attacked the Benghazi uh, embassy. And what was the first thing Christopher Stevens did? he called Hillary and said hey no he didn't call Hillary no he called somebody back here no he didn't call anyone back here did, he, did call he call the CIA yeah he called well he called the the
0: CIA the CIA
1: embassy right and he said hey
0: guys come over here and help me
1: yeah now what happened they they didn't do it All right hold your ground right hold your ground so there was did. a there was a movie of course uh, 11 hours that was made and it, incorrectly i believe Portrays that the CIA director of that compound was responsible for those orders. That's not true. My guess is that it came from much higher. Yep. My guess is that those orders came from Panetta. So, in other words, Panetta. surprised. In other words, Panetta saw another Oliver North, him becoming another Oliver North. And he didn't want that. And he didn't want that. Because what would have happened is if he sent off the agents, the SEALs, to the embassy, and left the compound empty.
0: Somebody would have discovered the weapons that were about to be
1: funneled out? Not just the weapons, but all the computer that, that showed all the transactions that were made. Okay. So the problem is that, yeah, he was worried that they would come in, steal all that information, or access all that information. And use it against him And make it public, right? Guess what? You guys did another iron contra here, except on a much bigger scale. Right. So he didn't want to be... Oliver North again, so Hillary took the downfall. She took the responsibility for the embassy being attacked.
0: And it's funny because as many times as they've gone over it, and they've seen it, they still don't believe it, yep. that Hillary had nothing to do with Benghazi.
1: Well, the, the risk is if you expose something much greater, what a mess, mm-hmm. you know?
0: And that's that's the nature of of, of our beast. That is we the nature of our beast. Very
1: highly deceptive. Yes. We uh, go in. We do stuff. And, and unfortunately, I have to say that. Barack Obama is a master of deception. Yes. I and would, I didn't. I, and I, I hate to say that because that. I never thought that would have happened, but oh. he is a master of deception. Yes. Um. So the prophecy continues. It says this. It says I saw the ram westward, northward, southward. And no other beast could stand before him, nor was there anyone to rescue from his power. But he did as he pleased and magnified himself. Okay. So obviously, this is ISIS, right? Right. Extend westward into Syria, northward into the Kurdish territory, southward into Iraq. What's the motto of ISIS? The motto of ISIS is to... Do you know what their motto is? No. Remain and expand. That's their motto ah so the motto of the model of Muhammad basically that conquer that, yeah, conquer
0: just continue um so that in itself will give me some insight as we go further down this trail
1: right okay remember what I said before mm-hmm. about about where did Persia when which city did Persia win in order to take over the neo-babylonian Empire Babel nope Fallujah nope. West. Sure. Remember ancient Bible, ancient ancient biblical city. I said remember this name because it'll be repeated again. Oh, starts with an. Mosul. Nope. No. N i n e. Never mind. Nineveh, I'll right? Nineveh. So, so, Nineveh, so, Persia took took Nineveh from the Babylonians in six twelve B C, and that was the defeat of the Neo Babylonian Empire. Who do you suppose ISIS took over to establish power in Iraq? Nineveh. Nineveh, of course. October 2014, ISIS took over Nineveh.
0: Now, you know, we talk about Nineveh when we talk about Jonah and the whale. Sure. And so this is the same
1: This is the same Nineveh, absolutely. Wow. So so ISIS would magnify itself. So uh, magnify, the word that we use here is from the Hebrew word gadol. Okay. Which means to grow. So same as their model. Okay? So... And
0: expand.
1: Yep. So ISIS would grow from about 4,000 in 2014 to 31,500 by September of that year. So they expanded vastly. Their finances grew from zero to two billion dollars in assets. Their assets were $3 million a day from their oil, from trafficking and from extorting. Okay? Okay. But, nothing could save ISIS from itself. It would actually... Even though it came from the the ram's horn of Al-Qaeda... Right. They were too much for even Al-Qaeda. So Al-Qaeda... Al-Qaeda itself separated from them in February 2014. They said, we can't deal with it. They're too brutal for us. Um, okay. So, Isis declared itself the caliphate on June 29, 2014. Okay, so this is the ram, okay? Okay. But, another beast would arrive. Okay, so we go on to the further part of Daniel's prophecy. It says this, While I was observing, behold... A male goat was coming from the west over the surface of the whole earth without touching the ground. And the goat had a conspicuous horn between his eyes. He came up to the ram that had the two horns while I had been standing in front of the canal and rushed at him in his mighty wrath. I saw him come beside the ram and he was enraged at him. And he struck the ram and shattered his two horns. Okay. And the ram had no strength to withstand him. So he hurled him to the ground and trampled on him, and there was none to rescue the ram from his power. Then the male goat magnified himself exceedingly. But as soon as he was mighty, the large horn was broken, and in its place came up four conspicuous horns towards the four winds of heaven. Okay. Daniel 8 and 5. So the Hebrew word for goat is saphir, which represents what do you suppose that represents uh, sacrifice no nope. the goat yeah which kingdom do you suppose that that represents iraq uh the ancient so in the ancient kingdom okay Iran. yeah it would it would not only that but it also represented the greek empire okay really so as we out yeah, so as you know the the macedonian empire or the greek empire would take over um in the same way, something will take over ISIS and Al Qaeda. Who do you suppose that will be? That
0: will be Muqtadar al Sadr right. and the Midi army, or what used to be the Midi army. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. That sound means hold that thought. We'll be right back after this brief message. I'm Michael Van Lowe. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. Welcome back one and all to The Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew, and today we're talking still about
1: ISIS. So, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, the two horns of the ram eventually will be destroyed. We're actually in the process of them, them being destroyed right now. So they are in northern Iraq in Fallujah. right? Iraq's about ready to take over. And with Iraq, the Antichrist is about ready to take over. So Moqtada al-sadr controls the peace brigades which is the major Shiite force in Iraq right now. okay. But, um, so like I said, it's very, very soon when the Antichrist will take over, according to prophecy. Um, As we know, the Hebrew word uh, for horn is kiran, and it means to project with great strength. And it's the Shiites that are the ones that have been persecuted all these years. True. And Shia itself means to follow. And surely enough, they will follow the rule of the Sunnis. Because, like I said, they've been through a lot of suffering, and they've been waiting for their chance to take over. Okay. Okay? Shi'ism is, in case you don't know, is the second largest denomination of Islam. So the Sunni being the greatest, but Shi'ites are the second. Historically, Shi'ites are followers of Muhammad's son, Ali, son-in-law, Ali. Okay. So he was the fourth... Imam after, okay? Okay. Um, and as we know, there would be great strife between the tribes of Ishmael, right? Right. So, the Sunnis and the Shiites didn't get along from the very beginning. It fulfills prophecy. It says in prophecy, it says of Ishmael, he will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him. Wow. And he will live to the east of all of his brothers. Genesis 16. Okay. So the Sunnis believe there were four horns that preceded Ali, okay? Obviously Muhammad was the first, Abu Bakr the second, Umar was third, and Uthman was fourth. Okay. So Ali didn't come until after that. So the fight is who is the rightful ruler, okay? Islam, do you know what Islam means? Actually, I don't. So, Islam means in submission. Okay. Okay. Speci- specifically, in submission to Allah. Okay. Okay.
0: So, so being into by being in submission to Allah, they are required to do everything the Quran says for them to do. Correct. Which includes some modern-day barbarianism, but that's what they're commanded to do.
1: Yeah, it can be interpreted that way because, as we know, Muhammad wrote the Quran in order. Actually, I shouldn't say that. It wasn't he that wrote it. It was his followers that wrote it because everything... Muhammad didn't know how to write, read nor write. So they had to record what he said, and that became the Quran. Okay. I think it was Bakar was the one who recorded it. Wow. So... So anyway, he a lot of the uh, Quran was created in order for a geopolitical gain. So it was, it was created for him to take over Medina and Mecca, and eventually to take over the whole Saudi Arabian Peninsula. Okay. Okay. So that's how. he can interpret the Quran. You definitely the radicals interpret it that way. Do whatever you can to, to claim the area, to claim the land. Okay. So. This is what it says of Esau's descendants, okay? It says of Esau, you will live by the sword and you will serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. Wow. Genesis 27. So it's time for the Shiites to break the yoke. And
0: and when they break the yoke, that means they'll be
1: taken over. And they'll be breaking a lot of necks with it too. No, you know? no doubt. Yeah. Now, so they,
0: they, they've got a lot of animosity with the Sunnis.
1: And, and deservedly so. Okay. And deservedly so. So the main branch of the Shia religion, the Shia or Shia Islam, is called Twelver Shia. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this obviously refers to Twelvers, which refers to 12 divinely ordained leaders or 12 Imams that would. Running succession from Muhammad, okay? So obviously Ali was what? Ali. Uh huh. Was which was which of the twelve? So first was Muhammad.
0: Ali was the second. Right. Okay,
1: Ali was the second, and so forth. And the twelfth one. Do you know what the twelfth Imam was is called?
0: Uh, Al Sadr.
1: Yeah, you're incredible about that. <laughs> you're not supposed to know that, but what is the term that they use in uh, in their hadith? What do they call it? The twelfth Imam? I forgot. I remember we talked about that before. So the twelfth Imam is called the Mahdi. Yes. So just That's... as just as Muhtar's army is called what? The Mahdi army. The Mahdi army, right? So he's it, the Mahdi ruler. He is the Mahdi ruler. So he is the five, he is the twelfth Imam. He's the one that they predicted would come at the end and would make into a great prophet, okay? Okay. So the Mahdi's prophecy to be the redeemer of Islam who will rule before the day of judgment. He's called the hidden Imam, okay? Okay. So in other words, it said he's already been born and he's one day hoping to return with Jesus to fill the world with justice, Iro- ironic behind that. Little I don't irony behind think that. Think
0: that he'll be able to do all of that, but that's that's a good thought.
1: Mm-hmm. So it was foretold that when he came, there would be a great conflict in the land of Syria. So the prophecy, uh, their prophecy, actually talks about Syria okay. and how Syria has to be conquered and destroyed,
0: and, and
1: that's what they're about to do to it. Yeah, and it talks about Baghdad and Iraq and the great struggle in both of those places, right? Wow. So, we're at that point right now where he, Muqtada al-Sadr has, he is the 12th Imam. He is the Mahdi, he is the one that will lead Islam at the end. Now, I remember we talked about that
0: and, and you pointed out how he became
1: the 12th Imam. Yeah, so, interestingly, the 12th Imam their prophecy says he comes out of two martyrs, and, and surely enough, his great uncle and his father were both martyrs. Martyrs, so yeah, they were both mar- martyred by um, the United were, States. Well, well, the, George W. Bush, but yeah, yeah, they were they were martyred by Saddam Hussein, but with a lot of help from from the CIA. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay. So. So yeah, Mokhtar al-Sadr has a lot of. Uh, animosity towards us and he'll do whatever it takes to get back at us
0: and he'll wait as long as he has to
1: he's waited so long i mean it's another few years you know nothing yeah so so we're at that point we're at that point in history where isis is about ready to lose their power uh i believe they'll do one last heinous act i believe uh they they probably will do a dirty bomb in london and once that happens... They'll bite they're, the dust. Their history. Yeah. Once London's bombed, well, cold all of Europe, NATO, everyone's going to go after ISIS. Oh, of course. But it, the problem with that is what?
0: That's not part of the prophecy?
1: No. What, what's the problem if you take out all of ISIS?
0: Then you leave huge vacuums for whoever... Well, we know for whoever. Over.
1: We know for whoever, right?
0: Well, the Mahdi army will fill the
1: yeah, vacuum. Yeah, but mostly Iran. So Iran's that first horn that comes up. Right. So what'll happen is, yeah. The, so I think what'll happen is ISIS will do a dirty bomb in London. We will have no choice but to absolutely wipe them out. And in so doing. Shias, the Shias will rise to power. Yeah, we'll leave a huge vacuum for the Shias. And first, Iran. And then, finally... Syria and... Oh, and finally, Muqtada al-Sadr will take over.
0: Right. At the end of it all. So. And there'll be no way we could stop them at that point. Nope, no well, way. actually, there is a way, but it would be futile. Yeah. So... So, yeah, a
1: lot of, a lot of things coming our way. Yeah.
0: So. Anyway, until next week, I'm your host, Michael Van Lope. And on behalf of all of us here at the Prophecy Show, take care of yourself.